with spooky ghouls and ghosts. <laughs> Terrifying. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Apple Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam, and today I have with me the master of murder, Chad. It's me? I'm the master of murder? Damn it! You blew my cover your right on face. Twitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Twitch, you go to twitch.tv slash affilbidiots Sunday evenings at 8.30 Eastern, like you can be right now and watch the show live. YouTube and podcast uh, services on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. if you want to catch the show later than that. Uh, like I said, episode 229. Uh, upcoming on today's show, DC Fandom happened this weekend. Boy, <gasps> Matt Reeves knows how to make movies. Oh uh, and we're going to talk about the gaming. Right? Man. Uh, wow. We're going to talk about the gaming news from DC Fandom. Uh, Animal Crossing Direct plus Expansion Pass is also things that happened. And Rockstar Games has acknowledged me and more <laughs> i watched uh, that matt sorry. reeves trailer six times oh my god in three different ways <laughs> oh yeah 420p 1080p no, 4k well, watch it on my whenever it, it was released i was in my car i was just pulling into the driveway so i watched it in my car on my phone and then i mm -hmm. came upstairs watched it on youtube on the tv and then I saw the Matt Reeves tweet. It's like, you watch it now on Vimeo in 4K, just like the film is going to be. And I started watching it on my phone. And I was like, All right, that's fine. And then I watched it on my TV in the Vimeo app. And it was amazing. And I watched it again mm -hmm. in that. And then I watched it again on YouTube after I sent it to a person on my phone. So Nice. It's fantastic. What oh, a man. trailer. Man, like I said on Twitter earlier today, but I love that this Batman is he's definitely like year one batman where he's just he's his whole goal is like all right i need to take out crime i will cripple every criminal <laughs> in this city <laughs> like he's terrifying like i'm like he's going to kill it feels like when we play arkham and you're doing like you get your combo meter up yeah and it's like that dude's neck is broken <laughs> that man paralyzed that man that's what that's what rob pratson's doing he's like i will just put you in the hospital for 20 years straight yeah because i got to get rid of crime and that he was my biggest like thing man. when they announced robert robert pattinson i was like there's no way he's gonna be intimidating enough to be just like look at him and there's no way he can be intimidating enough to be batman and then watching that trailer is like fuck when I'm he's so walking scared. through the fire towards penguin's car yes. i'm like when he's walking in, when he's walking in the hallway and they're shooting at him and he's just like beating the shit out of him getting shot thirty thousand times oh mm -hmm. my god Eating bullets. Eating bullets. But I think it was, was it Dallas on Twitter pointed out? Like, thank God no one shoots him in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, just stay away from here. Right. And you'll be fine. Do you think that's why Christian Bale had the fake teeth? Because they were bulletproof teeth? Christian Bale had fake teeth? Yes. This is something we learned on uh, AAWI a couple months ago. Christian Bale, actually, so the real life answer is when he played... Um, American Psycho. I forget his character's name in American Psycho. Mm -hmm. He said that his character was so obsessed with perfection that he probably wouldn't have Christian Bale's real teeth. So Christian Bale got like no longer has his original teeth done. and has mm -hmm. fake teeth and he has his real teeth in a mold on his his mantle on his fireplace. Uh -huh. Dude fucking changed. He got rid of his whole mouth for a movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's Christian Bale for you. Him yep. and Daniel Day-Lewis should just hang out one day. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Daniel Day-Lewis, we're going to go on to our main quest. Yeah. DC Fandom. We got some cool games. We're going to talk about the cool games. Uh, the first rundown of the first thing we saw, which was Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Uh, this is coming from Tamor Hussein at GameSpot and from me watching it because it was very good. Did you watch uh, the Suicide whole event Squad. or did you just watch trailers and catch up? I just watched trailers afterwards. I was working. 
Don't hold a four-hour event on a Saturday afternoon. Get out of here, Right, DC. gross. Crazy. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, is the newest game from Rocksteady Studios, claimed uh, developer of the Batman Arkham series. The new trailer shows Amanda Waller put together a team of criminals that are sent on a suicide mission with the promise of freedom should they succeed. You know, we know how what Suicide Squad is. Uh, the suicide mission, however, involves killing off the Justice League. Uh, fun to point out that the actor playing Amanda Waller is Seer from Star Wars... And uh, she's also Wolfenstein. Deborah Wilson, Wolfenstein also well. of Mad TV fame. And oh, Wolfenstein I didn't know she was on Mad TV. Oh, I didn't know she was on Mad TV. Uh, yeah. Superman, Flash, John Stewart's Green Lantern, the good Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman all make appearance in the trailer. Uh, Superman, uh, this is, I noticed it. Okay, so this next story, it was written in the breakdown, but I also noticed this because my phone uh, froze at this exact moment because it had the <laughs> buffer. So that was funny. Superman at one point is shown as being pinned down and kicking someone off of him. That looks like that person is Wonder Woman. Yeah, so the minute my thing froze to buffer, I just saw the tiara, and then it's like his laser eyes. I'm like, oh, Wonder Woman and oh. Superman are fighting. Interesting. Um, oh. Rocksteady's uh, Sefton Hill previously said that some of the narrative threads established in the Arkham trilogy will be picked up in Suicide Squad. Uh, so spoilers for Batman Arkham Knight. Give me 10 seconds. Uh, Bruce Wayne fakes his death at the end of Arkham Knight. So this is in that same canon world. We don't see Batman in the trailer as part of the uh, Justice League. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is a one-to-four-player co-op game that you can play single-player and have your companions played by AI and switch between them. Game expected to launch for PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and PC in 2022. So next-gen only, supposedly in 2022. What's your thoughts, Chad? Lots of superheroes and uh, So many good superheroes. I uh, Watching this trailer, I was... Super excited about a lot of things. I was kind of put off by a lot of... Well, not put off, but like I'm skeptical of a lot of things. Uh, it looks really good. And obviously that shows because it's next-gen only. But also this was not gameplay necessarily. There might be parts in there that are scripted or, or that we just don't know are actually gameplay. But I'm pretty sure it was all CG. Um, VXite, I think fighting the individual members of the Justice League, like if they are just individual bosses throughout the entire game, that's going to be so freaking cool. Just having to figure out, all right, how do we defeat Green Lantern and all of his wild ass things he can think up? How do we defeat, you know, the Flash and how do we, we have to figure out how to slow him down or whatever that might be. I think those are going to be really cool puzzles and, and interesting boss fights. I'm very pumped for that. I don't know... I'm worried that a lot of the enemies seem to be just like random looking weird alien monsters. And so I'm I'm like, oh, it's it's going to be just a bunch of like weird goons that I'm beating up. Not goons because goons implies like thugs, but like alien, like weird alien. Here's the problem that I'm really getting at. Avengers, the video mm. game spoil like I'm, I'm spoiled on it on superhero video games right now. The one yeah, to four player co-op with AI companions already kind of screams a little bit of Avengers the video game. Part of Avengers that I got so tired of is just like we're just fighting a bunch of like faceless, soulless robots all the time. And I'm just tired of fighting robots. And I feel like based on the trailer, I'm like, am I going to give a shit about these alien thingies? Is it just going to be them and things that look like them all over? So I'm a, I'm a little bit skeptical going into it. But obviously we haven't seen a ton of this video game and there's so much more to find out. But I'm excited. VXite. Yeah, when it comes to that, I can definitely see that, yeah, we're going to fight a bunch of Brainiac goons or whatever. Uh, but when you think about the Arkham series, yeah, you just fought dudes in Blackgate or, or you know, from Arkham. But then the cool stuff is whenever it's like, yeah, I'm going to fight Zaz, I'm going to fight Mr. Freeze. Right. Uh, so I think, though, and it never felt like I'm just fighting, I mean, you were just fighting goons, but it never felt like it. It was 
still enjoyable to me. Um, just because the combat was so fun, it didn't matter who I was fighting. And then you got the super cool set piece fights. So, unlike Avengers, I trust this team <laughs> to be able to make right. that work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, even though I love Crystal Dynamic, I'm like, you guys haven't made this kind of game before, and whatever. Uh, but I'm with you. But you know, I'm I think that they'll be fine. I'm happy it's next gen only. Leave that last gen in the past. Don't care. Don't want it. Um, yeah, I'm just very excited for like a cool. Suicide Squad has definitely had a resurgence, man. That James Gunn movie really helped out. Uh, I was thinking about that. that, and I'm and I'm I'm conflicted on that too. Like, is it gonna is that gonna help it or is that gonna hinder it? Because I mean, I don't I didn't know the Suicide Squad before I was introduced to them in the Arrowverse on the CW, and then the movie came out, and I was like, I really don't care about the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad now, and then finally James Gunn when came out, and was like, you know what though, that was a dope fucking movie. So I'm trying to think of yeah. like. I don't know if marketing it as this is a Suicide Squad game. Is that going to help it or is that going to hinder it? But I think Kill the Justice League is interesting. And that right there is enough mm-hmm. of a hook to say, ooh, I get to fight and kill Superman. I get to fight and kill Wonder Woman. That might be what sells this game for me and for a lot of people who don't have any affinity for the Suicide Squad. Mm. I just think that it feels like they're piggybacking off that fun tone that James Gunn has, yeah. which definitely helps again it's rocksteady they haven't proven me wrong so far like their quote-unquote worst game is still like a nine out of ten so i I, you know what what are you gonna do about it uh i'm very excited i'm excited to see what they do with a fun thing like all of their games have been like super dark batman i'm gonna kill you i'm now they're just like let's be we're gonna have a fucking shark that is asking amanda waller to blow up this dead guy's head with a taser poor penguin they're just like he's running he's he's gone you gotta get him (laughs) (laughs) idiots oh love it so much all right uh speaking of the penguin I suppose. Gotham Knights gets a new trailer. Uh, this is from Joe Scrubbles at IGN and from my eyes watching my phone while it buffered. Uh, this is all about Gotham Knights, the game from uh, WB Montreal, which made Batman Arkham Origins. So it's the other Batman team. And this uh, one does story not trailer take show- place in that same universe. This is in its own universe. Yep. Uh, the story trailer shows Nightwing talking to supervillain the Penguin who explains that the Bat family, Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin, Red Hood, don't stand a chance in Gotham being run by the deadly secret society, the Court of Owls. So we already get Bat family and Court of Owls, which everyone's very excited for. Uh, The trailer goes on to show action scenes featuring the entire Bat family, multiple talons, which are the zombie assassin Court of Owls. There is a, oh God, I can't remember the, there's a DC animated film. I think it's Batman versus Robin. Um, where Batman fights his son, Damien, uh, but it's all about the Quarter Owls, and it's very, very good. Uh, the Quarter Owls is just like, you know, the Illuminati, but if they, like, kill people with zombies, uh, it's a good time. Uh, a separate behind-the-scenes featurette, which is three minutes and 11 seconds, uh, included game developers, <laughs> Court of Owls, co-creators Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, and the DC CCO Jim Lee discussing the game and its inspirations. Um, Gotham Knights creative director Patrick Redding explains that talons have been designed in wildly different ways, designed to get players to choose different gear to beat them more effectively. So, uh, quote now, so like any good RPG, we're uh, presenting you with a problem and then we're presenting you with a range of potential solutions and then players will have an opportunity to maximize that according to their own style. Uh, Gotham Knights supports two-player drop-in, drop-out, drop-in, drop-out co-op. 2022 is the year, but we don't have a release date for the one. That one did get delayed from this year until next. So, all the good stuff about the Knights of Gotham Give me, give me your thoughts. 
Uh, interesting that DC is releasing both of these games in 2022. Like, I feel like that's going to... Allegedly. Right, exactly, allegedly. I feel like that's going to cannibalize a little bit. But I'm very excited for two things about this game. One, I loved playing as, like, Nightwing and Robin and all that in the Arkham games. So I think they're going to be really fun to be able to, like, switch between and and play different styles with all of these different types. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for two-player co-op. I'm curious whether they're going to go, like, the some of the more recent games where you don't have to own a second copy of the game. You can just play online with somebody and they can just download a guest pass. Like, I really hope that's how it is to like enable more people to play co-op. But um, also what I'm interested in this game for is the court of owls itself. Like this was, I have not read a ton of Batman comics, but this is like the very first run that I read was the new 52, which starts with the court of owls. Mm -hmm. And, I don't remember basically anything that happens in it or anything that was said, but just like Maya Angelou told me I would, I remember how it made me feel. And I remember like, this is being really kind of, this is kind of fucked up. This is like an entire, like psychological twists and all this kind of shit. So it's a really cool source material. But again, we know in this universe, Batman's dead in this game, like straight up dead kilt, not a, just kidding. He's going to come back later. Like they've said, no, he is dead, dead. Uh, and he was obviously a big part of Batman comic, The Court of Owls. So I'm interested to see how that, how they adapt it for the game and make it interesting with the whole Bat family. Uh, yes, the, it, that's the thing about it being its own canon because Batman, we know that Bruce Wayne is alive. And the other one, this one, he's dead. I'll also say allegedly, just because Court of Owls seems like a thing that, you know, could do something and make Bruce Wayne seem like he's dead. But actually, you know. Court Owls, that, that's their, their whole moniker. They can do some sneaky shadow stuff. Uh, I'm Again, I like how both these games have co-op. And I'm all about playing Red Hood. I just want to shoot people and stab people <laughs> as part of like the Bat family. It's like, oh, everyone be nice and then just shoot people. Uh, even though he... When I when I watched in the trailer, I'm like, is that Deadpool? Oh, no, that's Red Hood. Like his mask? I, the looks eyes like, look like the Deadpool. The eyes exactly like Deadpool. Yep. It's a weird, weird decision because we've seen other versions of Red Hood where he doesn't look like another character. Uh, either way, I'm excited. Uh, I want to see more about... So when they're talking about the RPG mechanics, you mean about like changing your gear and having different tactics. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching the first um, reveal back in the day, like the gameplay behind the scenes thing. And yeah, there's like... Uh, I think there was like, you know, go to, you can't go to this zone. It's too high level and all that kind of thing. So I think we're going to get more of that sort of a game compared to beat people up and slowly upgrade. I think it'll be more like skill trees or I get, there's literally numbers like above how hard the enemy was to kill in that version. I don't know if they'll keep that. They probably will. So again, another game very excited for, uh, I actually like the team. I know people are like half and half on origins. I think origins is fine. I think it's pretty fun. Um, and giving me this story, you know, you need to play Batgirl for God's sake, whoever thought that was going to happen. Right. I think it's just cool. I don't know. She has a TV show now. So, she yeah. might get her own well, standalone bat game. Batgirl or Batwoman? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they're different. But I think Batgirl is getting a movie. Okay. Is Batgirl's getting well, a here's movie. A, this begs, is Batboy a thing? Is aside from a baseball position? <laughs> <laughs> there is Batwing. That's which is the Lucius Fox's helicopter son, who's, right? Oh, he's okay. the Iron Man. He's the Iron Man Batman. Um, Wait a minute. Well, what's literally what's like the ship Batmans. called? Like the is that not also called the Batwing? Yeah, they're both called Batwing, I believe. I might be incorrect, uh-huh. but yeah there's okay. an iron man batman whatever uh it's crazy <laughs> there's too many batmans but yeah no i'm excited i hope that it's good <laughs> that reminds me of the kimmy schmidt 
Spider-Man musical. Too many Spider-Men. <laughs> <laughs> there are like seven Spider-Men at this point. Yep. Uh, so yeah, 2022. We'll see if they will. You're right. That's kind of weird to put these two games that are very similar. It's like co-op, DC, you know, whatever games. Yeah. We'll see. I'm with you on that one. All right. That's it for main quest go watch the batman trailer everyone if you haven't watched that's now, the main thing. like go watch it shit slaps i think dc fandom overall was really cool i liked the batman trailer was great uh the rock uh was interesting where he's just in the hood and he blows people up yep. um ezra miller what a weird dude when he's not in costume oh my <laughs> god what, did, did you see, see the beginning did, no. of that trailer no uh, so he's he's very tall and lanky but he's got like a really really big deep v like sweatshirt with a vest on okay and it's just so much chest hair and he's wearing like little round glasses and he he just looks like a weird dude i don't know it was weird i like ezra miller as an actor i suppose but that was just i'm like you look like a hippie from the 70s but whatever you're hollywood uh isn't he also hollywood six years old or something he's so young yeah he's really young uh and he's in a really bad Harry Potter spinoff. Uh, speaking of bad Harry Potter spinoffs, <laughs> Chad, what have you been playing? Uh, I'll start with something that I actually played several weeks ago that I forgot to talk about that I thought was worth just like mentioning. Genshin Impact. I This is the game that's like huge in the world right now, especially in China. Mm-hmm. It is a Chinese-made game. Um, but a friend of mine, when I went to Seattle a couple of weeks ago, he's really into it. And so he brought it up on his PlayStation and made me play a little bit of it. And I didn't know or care anything about this game, didn't know what it was. I, to my knowledge, it was a mobile game, but also I guess it's everything. Um, but it is a really like well-polished, full-fledged video game. And I was incredibly mm. impressed with all the different characters and their the skills that they have available and there are different like synergies you can have so you, you can choose you have a team of four people that you swap between on the fly and then you also can like there are loot boxes obviously that's the way the game makes their money it's a gotcha game there are loot boxes you open yeah. up you hope you get a cool character that you like otherwise it's just some bullshit character that you hate and you can swap them out on your team at any given time and so you can pair things together like you can have a character that like can make people wet in the not fun way in like the water way and then you can switch to a character that has like lightning powers and electrocute them or switch to a character Mm. that has like fire powers and it like makes them have steam that somehow also hurts them i don't know anyway i was just like incredibly impressed by the game and there are there are all the typical mmo things like daily quests to go do in order to unlock resources and upgrade this and that and it's legit all this time i'd think of like oh genshin impact that's that you know, free to play bullshit game. It's like, no, it's it's a fully fledged game. That's solid. Did you continue to play after you came back? I did not. Ain't ain't nobody got time for that because I also play Destiny Two, which is mm. the love of my life, my soulmate, and uh, we are, we're we're just back into it. Festival of Lost this season is or this year is really fun. They take a departure from the tired. There was this infinite forest that they turned into a haunted infinite forest. And it was like, mm-hmm. I'm already tired of the regular infinite forest, let alone one that's just dark. <laughs> uh, but this time they have these lost sectors, which are just like little experiences. And you have to summon these guys with pumpkin heads and you have to kill them. And you have to summon as many of them as you can in five minutes. And then there's a big boss that you have to kill while you're like summoning other pumpkin heads that are coming out. It's really fun. Um, v into that. 
And then finally, here's what I'll talk about. I had a question for you. Yes. About Destiny. Yes. Did I know they're vaulting something. Are you mad or is it just random people on the internet are mad? They are vaulting the Forsaken campaign, which includes the Tangled Shore destination. Um, it is a, a campaign, you know, that comes with it. There's all, all sorts of like missions and weapons and things like that that are getting vaulted. But the exotic weapons usually will end up becoming, you know, you can get them with in-game currency afterwards anyway. But, um, but they're vaulting that in order to make room for the upcoming Witch Queen DLC so that they can like build out the ascendant realm or not the ascendant realm the throne room realm as like an entire destination you can go to someone's throne room or something like that so they're vaulting that to make room for this and it's gonna be awesome and the way that they they started the vault last year with beyond light and there's like taking content away because anytime they went to go update something they had to account for so many fucking things so many game modes so many planets so many destinations so many missions that like everything would break Make one change to one thing and it breaks so many systems. So they're like, we need to be able to focus on content and polish it and make it really great. And then they're bringing back things from the vault every so often. So they, like they mentioned, when Witch Queen comes out in February, they're going to bring back one of the old raids that you could no longer access for the last year and a half. And we'll be finally able to do it again, but with a new twist and, and new elements to it. So I'm a fan of that. Because honestly, before the vaulting, like you go into that game and it was completely, it's still completely overwhelming to new people who don't know what they're doing. But mm -hmm. uh, there was just way too much shit to do. And you couldn't tell what was worthwhile and what was just like fluff that was left over. So I'm a fan of them vaulting it. I understand when people are like, but I paid 20 or 30 bucks for the campaign when it came out and now I can't play anything from that campaign. It's like, yeah, but you're getting a lot of other shit. So calm down. Okay, cool. I trust I... you because you played the game. Yeah, I play the game. I have over a thousand hours in that game, and I'm going to keep going. I got a SWOLED. I got a Nintendo Switch OLED to play Metroid Dread. I played a little bit of it on my old, old, my old Switch, and I played most of it on the OLED. Um, so I'll touch a little bit on Metroid Dread to say it's a, a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. We'll have a much more in-depth uh, review of that sometime in the next week, so look out for that. Um, but I just wanted to take this minute to shit all over Nintendo Switch and their awful, awful system migration and <laughs> the fact that buying a new Switch is the most abhorrent process in 2021. So I finally did get okay. one. I got this white OLED. I'm going to, I'm going to hold them up side by side. Hold please. Okay. Uh, He's going to get the OLED. I will sit here and just let you know, hey, how's your day? Hope it's good. You're you're beautiful. Inside it was out. good. I love you. Okay. Um, so here's my new sexy. Okay. Here's here's the old piece of trash. And it really does feel like a piece of trash now. Like holding mm -hmm. these two side by side. This old ass switch with its enormous bezels and its plasticky screen. Like this is a glass screen. It's so sexy. It honestly, oh, after glass. playing my SWOLED for a little bit, like this. This feels like a trashy 1945 Fisher-Price pretend game console. And then mm -hmm. I pick up my OLED and it's like, wow, this feels like if sex were an object. That's what this feels like. That's what that would be? That's It would be, it would be a swollen Nintendo Switch. Okay. So uh, I got it after some like big old mess with Best Buy and telling me I had an order reserved and then I didn't. And then the manager's like, 
sorry, I don't know what happened, but the next one that comes into our store is yours. I was like, great, awesome. Anyway, I get these systems, and you already know Nintendo's fucked up when it comes to online services. We know that not every game, even though you have a Nintendo online service, which we'll talk more about later, you have access to cloud saves, but not every game has cloud saves, including all of the Mm -hmm. Pokemon games, including Animal Crossing Islands, including Dark Souls, including a bunch of things that you would think, those are important saves that I would like to keep. And so you have to move them over. Nintendo does allow you to say, transfer my profile over. So if I have a profile on my Switch linked to my Nintendo account, I can bring that over and it links that to my new one and it carries over my friends and things like that. But save data has to be moved manually. It will Mm, take your cloud saves that Mm. you have and on your new Switch, you can go in there and you can look at all your cloud saves, but it will not download them automatically. It even tells you, you have to download these manually the first time before they start updating themselves. And you have to go game by game. It's three clicks per save. Click the game, click the download icon, click whatever the prompt comes up. You have to do that game by game. So if you're a person who actually like plays their Switch, unlike me, I don't play mine very often. If you're a person that has a bunch of games on there, that is so many clicks the very first time you open up your Switch before you even have some of your save files. And then you have to go and find out which ones don't live in the cloud. And there's not an easy notify. Like, you can't go in here and say, in the same tool where you're transferring things, you can't go in here and say, all right, which of these are cloud saves and which of these aren't. doesn't have a, a, a symbol to let you know. And so on your new Switch, you have to go and say, all right, let me look at all the cloud saves on the new one. And then let me compare a list of all the saves on the old one and see what's not there. So you have to go line by line alphabetically and say, oh, I don't have mm-hmm. that game on my new Switch. And once you see it there, you can't just click on it and say transfer. You have to back out of that menu, go to a separate menu for transferring saves, do the same thing on your new Switch, go to a separate menu, choose the one, one game at a time that you want to move over and transfer it. And then you have to go back out of that after it's done transferring, look at the lists again, find the next game, go back. It is abhorrent, the fact that we're in this in 2021, that we can't just move shit over easily. Even with like a wire, that would be so easy. Or Actually, saving it, it to an it, SD card. It seems like people would be willing to pay $25 for a cable that lets you do it easily. They'd be like, fuck it, I'll just pay the $25. Right? <laughs> so all of that was a big old headache. But to add insult to injury, I have this 128 gigabyte SD card in my old Switch. And you cannot just simply remove the card and put it in the new Switch. Hmm... If you put it in a new switch, the new switch says, this was used with the previous switch. You must format this card to use it with this one. And delete everything. So you have to delete everything. There is, if you Mm -hmm. have two SD cards and you want to copy them over using Windows Explorer on your PC and have them both in at the same time, drag the materials from one to the other, and then use the new one with your switch, you can do that. But otherwise, if you're in my situation where, no, I don't want to have two random SD cards laying around that I'm not going to use one of. You have to then go and re-download all of your games after you format your hard drive. So I, I prioritized Metroid Dread getting that in there first, but then it was like the next day and a half before I finally had all of my games on my Switch. It was trash. It was trash. And Nintendo sent me a survey several hours after I got my Switch, <laughs> and I let them know how trash they are. But Metroid Dread's Oof. good. That's, that's what it is, man. I've, Nintendo is... 
a strange company and seems to be really by the times, but then it's like the games are good. It's like, I, I, all right, I guess. Yeah. That's how it works. So now I've got this old switch and Oh, so I've been talking, I've been talking about how, um, I've been having like Bluetooth problems with my switch, right? Where like, if I raise yeah, my yeah. leg up and it like blocks the signal between the controller and the switch, things will have all of that solved in my new switch, even with the old mm, joy cons on the new switch, everything works fine. So I guess this old piece of Fisher price trash right here. It's garbage. It's a garbage product. <laughs> gotcha. What do you plan to do with the old garbage? Well, it has all of the kind of funny people signatures on it. Mm-hmm, so okay. I'm going to hang on to it and probably like display it with all of my old Game Boys and shit. It's mm-hmm. also literally the very first. He told me this as he was signing it. This is the very first signature of Johnny L. Ace Esquire. Um, oh. That's his very first signature he's ever signed is on my Switch. Interesting. So. Yeah, I'm probably just going to put it on my wall somewhere. Yeah, that's a keeper. Put it backwards or whatever. Yep. I like that. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoy the console. It sucks that it is l- literally in 2003 is in terms of like user usability, but mm-hmm. it's pretty and red seems fun. So that's good. <laughs> yep. Let's look at the positives. <laughs> that's it. That's awesome. all I played this week. You're up. Cool, cool, cool. We got a couple things on on my list. Uh, I beat Far Cry Six. <clears throat> Took me what was that? Five days or I don't remember when the game came out. I'm not good with time. Tuesday uh, was it, it Tuesday? Tuesday? I feel like it was a Tuesday release. It yeah. came out on a Thursday. A I don't Thursday? know if it was last Thursday. No, it has been two Thursdays ago because we record. Yeah, so yeah. it did take me too long. I beat the game uh, story. Most of the side stuff, I still got other stuff I can do if I want to. And then there's weeklies already, so that's nice. You can just like go run around and do weekly stuff that they change every week. I'm waiting for Danny Trejo. I'm waiting for one other writer from Stranger Things uh, one of these days. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure that out when it gets there. <laughs> but the reason I mentioned this is because later this week, you want to get on patreon.com slash fire. Because you'll get early access to my Far Cry 6 spoiler-filled review with the one and only Jacob McCourt from Left Behind Game Club, from Cutscenes Podcast, and from Video Game Trivia. Jacob is awesome. Check him out on Twitter. Uh, He has a great podcast. And me and him are going to talk about Far Cry 6. And we're going to be recording that later this week. And we'll put it up on Patreon. Then it'll go live for everybody else a couple days after that. So, very excited to talk about Far Cry 6 with a cool Canadian guy that I like a lot. Dope. I cannot wait to watch that whole spoiler cast. And not play Giancarlo. Yeah, I'm I can't work. I'm I'm gonna do the Red Dead thing that I did where I just listen to everyone else talk about all the spoilers and then maybe I play the game three years from now. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh little preview. I enjoyed the game. And but if you're like you, it's fine to wait or not play it. I think I was talking to I can't remember, I was talking to somebody on Twitter and they're like, uh, I never I didn't finish five, but you know. I like the game. It was pretty fun. I'm like, you will love this game. Wait for a sale because <laughs> you're probably not going to beat it all at one go, but it's still worth the play, but you don't need to spend $60. Uh, but I still think if you like, we'll talk about it, but if you like Far Cry, you, you absolutely should buy it. If you're in the middle, you know, maybe wait, but I think it's still good. Back for Blood. Oh boy. Let me tell you how shocked I was. So Back for Blood came out, you know, last week and I had it downloaded from day one and I was like, all right, but I know that that game had things where, like, the solo progression wasn't great. Right. Um, apparently, like, the, your rewards are, like, super, super down compared to when you play co-op. I was like, all right, then I'll wait. And then I waited and waited and waited, and I finally played it for the first time today. And, oh, boy, that game is great. It is legitimately left for dead in 2021. 
and all the positives that come with that. I'm like, oh yeah, this is Left 4 Dead, but this is modern. And Back for Blood is amazing, especially it came out perfect time of year. I was seeing somewhere, I don't know if they were verified tweets, but someone on Twitter was like, it's the second most successful game on Game Pass. You know, like Minecraft was number one. And then I was literally just Black looking up, is it on Game Pass? So yeah, it's on Game Pass yeah. on PC right. and uh, yeah, it's like extremely successful uh, on Game Pass. And I think just overall, I think like it's Steam concurrence for like 70,000, which is like extremely good. You know, that's like Rainbow Six Siege gets like 30 and Siege is considered successful. Um, so awesome. I think it's great. I'm going to keep on playing it. Um, I'm very early on. There's four acts and I'm like halfway through act one and I've been playing for a couple hours. So there's a lot of content there and it's it's super good with friends, man. It's like I got pounced. Yeah. It's funny because we don't know the name of the monster or the zombies yet because, you know, in, Back for, or in Left 4 Dead, it's like, oh, there's a smoker, there's a spitter, there's a mm-hmm. tank or whatever. And this one, like, it's Tall Boy. <laughs> <laughs> tall Boy's there. Get him before he punches us. Or it's like, oh, old, old big bloaty dude. Uh, yeah, we don't, I don't know their names yet, but uh, it, it's been it's been a good time. I uh, played that for a couple hours a day and really enjoyed myself. <sighs> Are you going to play? I love it. I and The fact that it's on Game Pass makes me 100% more likely to play that game. Which means I yes mm-hmm. I will play that game. Whereas before I was like I liked Left 4 Dead, but you're right it's it's so much fun with friends, but I don't remember it being a good time by itself. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that it's on Game Pass, if I can find some people to play it with, yeah, absolutely. Yep, it's it's great. And again, it's on PC and Xbox Game Pass. So if you got access to either one of those people, try it out. I highly recommend it or pay for it. You know, for people on PlayStation or people just want to support the. The supervisors, the developers, and the supervisors. supervisors. <laughs> Fuck the supervisors. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, a definitely a must buy. I'm glad I don't have to buy it. I'll probably buy a DLC or something just to support those dudes. But it's a great time. And lastly, this this was this is a fun one because it's not really a big deal, but there's a, a thing around it. So I'm playing Madden 22. Like, Adam, that's a football game, you know? Cool, I guess. So they finally did the thing. The game came out in August and they're like, we got a big update for franchise mode where people play by themselves. You build your team up, whatever you go through the years and you try to make your team good. They finally added a big update that was supposed to be near the beginning of the game. They delayed a little bit, COVID, whatever, it's fine. So they finally put that in the game. Like, cool, now I can scout my player. This is so nerdy. I can scout my players by region. So it's like, I'm sending a Peyton Manning. He's going to the West Coast and he's going to scout for me. Whatever. No, Only a couple people know what I'm talking about. That's cool. So it's like, I can actually play the single player mode now. Um, and But I was like, what am I going to play as? Because I'm a Colts fan. Uh, people who watch the video, I, I literally always have my Colts hoodie on. But I was like, whenever you do it, I take over as a coach. I'm like, I don't want to fire my real coach because I like my real coach. So I feel <laughs> guilty if I make Adam Gumbert the coach. Of, and, you know, Frank Wright's out of a job. I like that dude. <laughs> but I, I, I honestly feel guilty about it. The thing is, uh, this last weekend, uh, the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders got fired uh, named John Gruden. And everyone say, fuck John Gruden. He's an awful human being. He's so he's been in the league for you know, 30, 20 years or whatever. Right. He got in trouble. He got caught because he was sending racist, uh, misogynistic, and homophobic uh, emails back and forth. It's and they got leaked. Yeah, I'm like, bro, he hit all three. He's done. Yep. <laughs> and literally that day, and like the next day, the team's like, yo, like he resigned, quote unquote, whatever. I think it's like a thing because he had like a guaranteed contract. So maybe if he resigns, he loses more money compared to getting fired. I don't know. But fuck John Gruden. He's out of the league. No one ever needs to talk about this guy again. He's trash. Uh, someone's like, perfect opportunity. This guy sucks. I have no problem firing him and getting him out of the game. <laughs> Adam Gumbert, coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So yes. I just started that. 
having a good time taking control of that team. So it's been great. That's awesome. No, that's just I a feel fun like that, little story. That makes me honestly, I've, I've, I don't honestly think I've ever played a football game, mm-hmm. either soccer or American football. We're going to talk about it later. But the fact that you just mentioned, like, oh, I can send Peyton Manning over here to go scout people and build up my team. Like that makes me think of like Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid 5, where you're like, or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. We're like, all right, I'm going to send out little scouts. We're going to build a, a little crew and I'm going to get better and better people and they're going to go on better missions and bring back loot and all that. Like that sounds fin- fun and interesting to me. Yeah. No, Madden franchise is literally just an RBG. Like you're, you're like, all right, I'm going to get, I, I have my coaches, like I'm mm. the head coach. I have skill points and a skill tree that help out my offensive and my defensive coordinator so I can make them better. And then they can go coach somewhere else and I can build my players up. I'm like, yo, I'm really good at helping running backs. So like I drafted a running back late and I'm like, yo, I'm putting all the skill points in your speed. And this guy's just super fast. Like it's, (laughs) it's literally just an RPG where you play American football. That's all that Madden is anymore, which I fucking love. That's my favorite part of the show. That's great. Um, so that was fun. And yeah, fuck John Gruden. And uh, I'm going to take the Raiders to the playoffs. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and move on to our quest log for the day. We got some doozies in here. You heard about Woo! it at the top of the show. But there's some, there's some, it goes from things that I don't care about, but I had to talk about, uh, to things that are wild stories, to, you know, meme shit. It's all good. First, we're going to start with the Holden Memorial Nintendo segment. Uh, and we're going to talk about everything <laughs> from the Animal Crossing Direct. Uh, This is from multiple uh, stories and writers, but most of them are from GameSpot.com. All right, so this is Animal Crossing Direct happened early last week. You know, we got a lot of information about Animal Crossing and Nintendo's uh, subscription plan, which uh, that was also fun on on Twitter. Uh, We'll go ahead and start here. As part of the Animal Crossing Direct, Nintendo announced the, uh, announced the first paid expansion for Animal Crossing New Horizons called Happy Home Paradise. Uh, $25 expansion launches, launches excuse me, on November 5th. Uh, takes place on a different island. Uh, the expansion calls on players to build new homes for villagers. Uh, you can select which island to build their vacation home on. Multiple seasons, weather. You can see Adam doesn't care, but I'm going to keep reading it. Uh, <laughs> so different islands, different weather. You build stuff for the people. Um, you can design interior and exterior. The players can take over vacant buildings on the island, um, which is weird that there's vacant. Like, what ha- Is this an apocalypse? Why are all these buildings <laughs> vacant? It's weird. It's post-COVID, um, man. Five million people died. Yeah, all the animals. <laughs> they could not get vaccinated. They're animals. They can't take it. Uh, the roost, which is uh, it's a coffee thing in the museum or something, uh, will finally make its debut in Animal Crossing New Horizons, New Horizons next month. As previously teased, the coffee shop will uh, take its place in the town's museum following the release of a new update, also November 5th. Uh, the update is much uh, more significant than we previously, previously realized with additions like Cap'n, permanent ladders, customization op- options, and a lot more, marking the last, this is in bold, the last free major content update for New Horizons. This is it, the end of the line for free content. For You've gone through your seasons, you've had your bunny day twice, they're like, yo, this is, this is it for free. Are stuff. we not going to get more uh, bunny day eggs ever again? You might get bunny day eggs, but you won't get new stuff for oh, bunny day eggs. Good. You're going to get Old the same stuff. Bunny. They're going to be free. like... You're going to find that hard-boiled egg somewhere in your house in a year. Like, oh, God. Uh, so basically, there's a ton of stuff in that update. I would specifically say go to GameSpot.com for the full breakdown. Smiley face from Adam. Because, again, it's just so many words that I don't I don't know what it's talking about because I don't play Animal Crossing. Um, but there's a lot. a lot. This is a big update, a lot of free stuff, and it's the last free thing you're going to get. Uh, leading into this, 
the previously announced Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack subscription plan finally has a price. Uh, fifty dollars, um, for a single person, fifty dollars a year for a single person, or eighty dollars for the family membership. Um, Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack gives you all the content in the standard Nintendo Switch Online. You also get N sixty four games, Genesis games, and then you get the Animal Crossing Happy Home Paradise DLC included in that as well. So. This is where people were like, oh, cool, we finally have a price for that thing. Oh, wait, why is it literally a times and a half what I was paying for N64 games and Genesis games? Um, people were upset about the price, and people were like, what are you talking about? It's fine, you get a $25 expansion with it. People were going back and forth, is it too much, is it not enough? I I have my thoughts, of course. Uh, what do you think? Um, and again, we have to play respect because this is a memorial for Holden. So we, uh, <laughs> just keep that in this mind is, when we're doing this. But this is Holden's eulogy right here. Um, yeah. How do you I feel about these prices? I have so many complex thoughts about this. One, or just first and foremost, what a sad time for Animal Crossing that this is the news that gets brought. Like, there's, I guess, so many cool things in the rooster, whatever the fuck people who play Animal Crossing like that were announced, but this is the only thing people are talking about. What a shitty mm -hmm. way for them to, like, yep, just put it all together. Yep. Um, secondly, there are so many, like, unknowns and confusing things. Like, why is there not a version of Nintendo Switch Online that doesn't include DLC for a game that maybe I don't own? Or maybe yep. I don't care about. Like, why do I have to pay 30 extra dollars for an included $25 expansion? And then also, what happens after year one? Is the Animal Crossing DLC a subscription-based DLC? Do I have to continue paying that? Or does the $30 just now not even include the expansion after I've paid for it once, but I'm still paying 30 whole dollars for it the second year? That's confusing as well. Is there going to be eventually one day one that comes without an Animal Crossing at a, re at a reduced price for people who don't give a fuck about that game? Or another game that has DLC, maybe. Or another instead. game, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, maybe year two is like, hey, do you not give a shit about Cooking Mama? Well, now you get $25 worth of Cooking Mama shit. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Um, so, yeah, that that's still... Like, there are a lot of unknowns about it that are really confusing. And then the other thing for me is that I'm pissed off a little bit because when you get to charging $50 a year for an individual plan, that gets oftentimes you can find, you know, PlayStation Plus and and, and Game Pass and stuff like that for deals that will, that will be less than $50 a year for those services, which are I paid $35 for your PS Plus by the way, just yeah, so everyone know. That's what I get. And you can you can buy those and you can stack them too. So I have like 3 years of PS Plus built up right now. Um and the service that you get for that exponentially outweighs what we're starting like nintendo switch online's best feature was that it was 20 dollars a year and now mm -hmm. it has no excuse this the cloud saves not being universal across everything the the fact that you have to move them over manually like that the fact that it includes a few games up front like they did announce some really cool n64 games that everyone likes that they played a trillion times like all the the like Mario Kart N64, they had Legend of Zelda. They said, hey, both Zeldas are coming. Oh. Also, remember when they said this is your only chance to buy Mario 64 on your Switch and then right. took it away and now they're giving it back to you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So like it it has some N64 games, but are those worth $30 extra a year to play those games? Also, you better be pretty happy with that selection as it is right now because if Nintendo has shown us anything over the last several years of its online service, it 
starts out with a few games you care about and then gives you nothing but horse shit for the rest of time rolled out sporadically maybe every couple of months so all these people who are like yeah the ones who are there right now are great i'm gonna play them but i'm excited to see what they bring now i hope they bring this game i hope they bring this game like those games aren't coming do not buy this this service hoping to get whatever it is down the line because you're gonna be very disappointed also, we've already talked about how weird it is that Genesis is on there and they're creating a Genesis controller, a first-party Nintendo Genesis controller to play those games. But yeah, it's just it's just a bunch of unfortunate shit around all of this, especially comparing it to services. Like, I don't know if you've ever played, tried to play Smash Bros. online and not just because oh, the yeah. online client within Smash Bros. sucks ass and the way that it's structured mm -hmm. sucks ass, but also just the match, just playing a match, is, it's unplayable at times just because of lag and things just failing in the middle of a match. So like, and you know they're not going to improve that. They're not going to do anything to improve that. They're just going to take your money and give you a few N64 games that you care about. Yeah, I'm kind of on your... So I can see... I was talking to my friend Erica, who this is perfect for her because she likes N64 games and she loves Animal Crossing. I'm like, you know, for you, 50 bucks, that's fine. For her, that's perfect. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like there are people that this absolutely works for. $50... Again, it's two over, or, you know, one and a half times more than you were paying originally, uh, which you know, I don't think is worth it. But I can see the people that do think it's worth it because they like N64 games. They'll play that. People will legitimately play like Ocarina of Time again. Um, and then she was going to buy $25 expansion pass, so she might as well pay an extra five bucks and get a bunch of other games. That's cool. Makes sense for her. I get that. Um, for me, like, again, if... I was to have this service. I don't want to spend thirty extra dollars to play twenty-year-old games. I'm sorry, I'm not that dude. I don't care, and I also wouldn't right. play Animal Crossing DLC. Like to me, this offers nothing. Now, if it was like, hey, here's the Plus Expansion Pass. Uh, there's voice chat now. Uh, there's actually servers, so you can play games online and they don't suck ass. That would be great. But they're adding basically nothing, and you know, charging that much more. Uh, again, it's great that the old option's still there. They didn't get rid of it, so you can still. If you just want the bare minimum, you can still pay 20 bucks and get the bare minimum and play. I just, the reason I don't also trust the N64 stuff is how they handled the NES and Super NES. Like it was really cool for a year and then they just stopped. Yeah. And you just got actual trash. Um, so I see both cases where certain people who love Animal Crossing and want to play N64 games, yeah, 50 bucks isn't that a year, really not that bad if that's what you want. I can see this other large group of people who are also like, I don't want any of that shit and that's fucking stupid. And I'm, I'm on that side, but I also, I don't even own a Switch. It doesn't even matter. I'm not your target audience. Uh, yeah, I can see. Like, it's weird. So it's like here, we have we have two tiers. First tier is for everybody. The second tier is for the niche-ash fucking group. And then that's it. That's what we got. So I don't know. I guess if this was me, I wouldn't get it. I can see the few people who are like, this is great. I understand what you're saying, but as a service and in comparison to literally every other subscription service on the planet, it's not good. Yeah. But and you know what else my, it is? My opinion. It's also for all of these games that you're going to get in 64 and Genesis, it's going to be the worst version of these games, like the worst way to play these games because they are straight up only going to emulate them. They're adding online play like online mm -hmm. co-op to, uh, to which is nice and competitive to some of the n64 stuff but still like the genesis games have come out in so many different collections over the years for a, yeah. a ton of different systems that you can buy them with better textures higher resolution more modern features the n64 like banjo kazooie you can play that like upscaled to 4k right now on your xbox 
as mm. part of Game Pass. You can play uh, Super Super Mario 64. You can play that in the collection that came out last year in much better resolution with more modern features where you're going to go back to all the old janky shit from the N64 days if you get this online plan. Uh, same with the Zelda games. Like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, they're going to be really crappy compared to what you're, you're used to playing, especially if you played them on 3DS. Like those, The 3DS, are, versions, the 3DS yeah. versions are super upgraded visuals. You have motion control aiming that you're not going to have in this N64 version. You're going to go back and look at these games in 480p on your giant 4k television and be like why did i like this it's going to kill everything you loved about all these n64 and genesis games there are better ways mm -hmm. to play most of these games out there than this service that is way overpriced and is stupid i thought i had mixed I'm feelings about it i don't have mixed feelings anymore i hate this <laughs> <laughs> but for I, people, I see where it makes sense I'll you're right for people who like animal crossing like i told i'm on holden's family plan and i told holden listen if the difference between you paying $30 or extra and what is it, $60 extra because I'm on his family plan is if I'm just the difference for that, like, please kick me out of your family and only pay the $30 extra. But he's like, no, I'm getting the family. I'm getting the Animal Crossing DLC anyway, which is going to be 25 bucks. And then my brothers aren't I'm like, that's fine. Cool. For people who like Animal Crossing, they're getting a DLC with an extra $5 of, of N64 and Genesis content. For people who don't give a fuck about Animal Crossing you're getting just fucked if mm -hmm. you subscribe to the service. It's worthless. Don't get it. Yeah. Like I said, there's a very specific group of people. And again, there are 34 million people who bought Animal Crossing. So there's a decent amount of people who this would probably interest. Uh, yeah, I'm just not one of them. But yeah, so I, I think it's just weird. I hope that they maybe give us another tier or another thing. Because I'm with you. What happens in a year when, like, why would I in 2022 pay $50 a year for N64 games and a year-old DLC? Right. So I want to see, hopefully they switch that up or add it. I don't know. I'd like to see it the way this is now. I see who it helps and I see who it doesn't. So I can see both sides on Twitter. Again, I just, I, honestly, just give me uh in-game voice chat and um, better oh, servers. Jesus, that would be right? great. I would love that for How more money. charge $80 I, a month for a family subscription to an online service that doesn't have voice chat? <sighs> but you got your Switch OLED, so... Everything's good. <laughs> that's right. Got my Switch OLED and it's white, and that's all I cared about. <laughs> all right. Moving on from that, FIFA and EA are having marital issues, uh, or just issues in general, relationship. Uh, this is Cat Bailey at IGN.com. Now, walk through me with this, Chad, because I know I, I don't even watch soccer really. I mean, I watched Ted Last, that's great. I don't really watch football. I don't play FIFA, but this story's crazy, and I'm very interested in this. Now, I've got mm -hmm. a question for you at the end. Don't read ahead. All right, all right. Uh, EA's FIFA franchise has a virtual monopoly in the video game soccer space, overshadowing Pro Evolution Soccer, which doesn't exist anymore, while ranking in hundreds of millions of dollars from FIFA Ultimate Team. But recent events are going to put that dominance under threat, with FIFA issuing a release... Uh, saying future games must involve more than one party. Oh, FIFA's saying you can't be the only ones, EA Sports. In the new statement, FIFA pronounced itself bullish over the future of games and esports. The statement also appeared to explicitly denounce the current state of the football gaming market, which has been ruled by EA for years now. Its biggest impact um, is apt to be on the name itself. FIFA reportedly wants to change 
wants to charge EA $1 billion every four years to continue using its name, which EA has used since the mid-90s. EA is reportedly looking into changing FIFA's name to EA Sports FC in response, which is football club. You know, people like soccer know mm-hmm. that. Uh, so that's the thing that FIFA is like, hey, you want to use the name FIFA? We need our Skrilla. And I've seen things where like EA is like, we can make deals with the teams individually and have the same roster and not have to pay you at all uh, if you want to be like that. Um, in its I'm own s- statement... I'm hold oh, on before we read EA's statement. I'm slightly confused on what FIFA wants. FIFA, so FIFA's saying we need more FIFA games out there other than just what EA is making. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we're, we'll get through it. Basically, FIFA's like we want more money, and EA was like, we don't right. want to use your name if you want to charge more money. And they're like, we want other people to use our name so we can make money. It's basically like, oh my god, our relationship's so good, and then let me see your check or let, let me see your phone. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kind of a thing. It's basically yeah, like they want more money, and then the only partner they've ever had was like, "Why should we? This is stupid. Why would why would we pay you that much?" And now they're like, well, "We're looking for other partners now." Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in its own statement, EA wrote, "The breadth of our partnerships and our ecosystem of licensed content will enable us to continue to bring unrivaled authenticity in our EA Sports football games now and for many years to come." Again, talking about they have deals with other the teams, so they can still give you a, a full football game as we look ahead we're also exploring the idea of renaming our global ea sports football games this means we're reviewing our naming rights agreement with fifa which is separate from all of our other official partnership and licenses across the football world so in a similar way on madden there's they're making an ncaa football game now but they couldn't for a while because ncaa had problems whatever there's whole thing but they were able to talk to like 10 colleges so, like, when you play, like, Madden career mode, it's like, do you want to go to Oklahoma, Miami, Florida? Like, they had, col- like, real colleges, but they made deals individually, which is what it sounds like. All right. So, that's whole thing. FIFA wants money. EA doesn't want to pay them money anymore. That's too much money. Whatever. Uh, this is all me now. This is no longer Cat Bailey. This is just a fun little history of uh, the FIFA as the organization. Uh, FIFA has been full of controversy for over a decade, including bribing, rigging, corruption, wire fraud, racketeering, and money laundering, and swaying officials via prostitution. Uh, so, all that said, Chad, which corporation are you taking sides with? Uh, you're right in that FIFA has been the subject of a John Oliver's Last Week Tonight episode on multiple occasions because of the corruption and all the shit that they do. Uh, so the fact that he, they've made like that big of a headline on my radar, it's like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I won't, maybe I won't support FIFA in this, but, uh, EA has been, they're not the greatest. They've made some bad decisions too, but you know, they've been turning over some leaves, you know, with Jedi Fallen Order and, and some, some stuff. So, uh, if I have to side with one, great, it'll be EA, but I don't have to. You don't have to. You don't I don't, have, FIFA, I don't have to buy a soccer game either way. But <laughs> yeah. Whether it's a FIFA game or EA Sports Football Club, whatever. Yeah, I FIFA's just think it's just funny because, fuck. yeah, FIFA's an awful organization. For them to come at EA and be like, we're going to do, like, you are literally the most corrupt organization in the world. Yeah. And like, get, or I'm not gonna, that's being facetious because there are, like, banks that, you know, try to put a million, hundred million people in poverty every year. But, um yeah it's like they're just like oh we don't need you we'll do something else and it's funny because the only other competition is what used to be pro evolution soccer which is now i forgot what that game that konami or whatever put out which is literally like the reviews the worst reviewed game on uh steam full time (laughs) like the game it doesn't even work um it's just like these these arguments kill me but yeah no like ea people don't like ea but at the end of the day ea is like a video game company that 
try to charge you for a costume compared yeah. to FIFA, which is actually like legally breaks the law um, mm-hmm. over stuff. So it's just it's just a crazy story. But, you know, fuck, it's just it's so annoying that FIFA is like, oh, we're happy with you as long as you give us money. But now that we are upset, you know, we want we want to see other people. And it's like you were always awful. You were always an awful person, <laughs> FIFA. Right. Like, again, I don't care about soccer. I just think the actual story around this is is pretty crazy. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with EAFC football club, whatever, Ted Lasso. That's all I care about. <laughs> I just want a Ted uh, Lasso speaking, game. That's, that's all it. I want. Yeah, put, I, I'm sure someone has made uh, FC Richmond in, in FIFA. Um, speaking of things I care about, GTA uh, leak proves that Adam's love of means is correct. This is from James Carr at GameSpot. I was right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so the achievements... For the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition have allegedly leaked and they seem to contain a few references to old GTA secrets and memes. Um, all three achievement lists were shared on GTA forums by user uh, Allocator. Allocator. Sure. Allocate. Oh, God, you're right. Allocator. There you go. Yeah, you're right. Uh, complete with both achievement names and description. Uh, the GTA defense, San Andreas list. I don't want everyone mm-hmm. just to be out there like he just he, the word is allocator and he did, there's an eight in there. It's lead speak. It was difficult to read. Adams uh, he, he can read. He's great. I can kind of read. Uh, GTA San Andreas list includes two two meme references. One of which originated in San Andreas. This is the number one. The one that this is the only thing that matters. One of the uh, achievements is titled "Here We Go Again." Which is a reference to the meme of CJ saying the line in GTA San Andreas. I'm glad they did it. They maybe they don't use it in marketing, but I was like, yo, if you don't use "Here We Go Again" somewhere <laughs> in this game, you're you're fucking stupid. And they're like, yo, our achievement is fucking called "Here We Go Again." I'm like, all right, you guys figured it out. Maybe I'll buy your game and not play it just because I respect you. <laughs> uh, the other San Andreas meme is uh, they can't stop us all um, for sneaking to the underground base without setting off the alarm in the Black Project mission. Reference to the Storm Area 51 meme where people were gonna storm Area 51 and they can't stop us all. Um, and the last achievement is titled 81 years too late. Um, it's when you try to find Bigfoot and there's a whole thing where in Red Dead Redemption, you find Bigfoot and kill him. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. Cause people thought the Bigfoot was in that game and people would be like, where's the Bigfoot? He's insane. I heard if you go to the woods and walk around, it's whatever. And then they put Bigfoot in the next game, whatever. So rockstar gets memes. They made me happy. Here we go That's again. That's great. That's all that I need. That's the only reason I put the story in is because it's specific <laughs> to me. So, still not going to get those games, huh? Nah. Nah. Yeah. Neither. It's cool that they're there. Uh, next up, Dragon Age 4 is next gen only. It's Ooh. from jaredmordign.com. As shared on Twitter, experience uh, listed on the LinkedIn profile for Dragon Age 4's lead player design uh, designer, Daniel Norland. Nordlander seems to suggest the game will only feature as a console release for PS5 and Xbox Series S. If you look at this guy's LinkedIn, it's like I'm working on Dragon Age 4 and it's only for Xbox Series X and PS5 <laughs> is what he is basically what his LinkedIn profile says. Uh, GameSpeech Jeff Grubb also separately reports to have confirmed rumors that EA is planning a next-gen only console release for the game. At present, there has been no um, official comment from EA or from Bioware um, on which consoles that Dragon Age 4 will release. But a dude who worked there said so, and um, Jeff Grubb said so. So, And also, I think it just makes sense. Yeah. This game is going to come out far enough removed from the new console launches that it would be weird if it still... Like, it would seem archaic if it still came out on those older consoles. 
But I tell you what, yeah, this does I, get me as as little excitement as I have for the Dragon Age franchise. This does bump that up one little tick mark. Like, oh, wonder if it's gonna look great and have ray tracing and be have like complex systems that couldn't be in anything else. Oh yeah, I am very excited for Dragon Age because I like old big fantasy stuff. Um, and then every time that they've showed, you know, like in progress, us working on the game, I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna be last gen. That that all looks like new gen stuff. There's all the the lenticular lighting. That's a real thing. Um, I'm like, nah, no, that's that's not last gen. I've it's kind of funny looking at this gen of games. I remember going from uh would it be from PS3 to PS4, 360 to Xbox One. There was a lot of cross-gen games for like the first two and a half-ish years. And even with the limited supply this year, it seems like those last gen versions are just trash and no like they companies are not trying to do it like yeah. straight up. Um, which I think is interesting how quickly, because I remember Dragon Age being on both, um, being basically a launch, you know, window for the new, the new gen consoles and being fine on the old gen consoles. But this time, like you look at Battlefield 2042 on last gen, it's just, it's literally like half the players and like the map's smaller. Like it's, it's not even close compared to like, it was fine before. And now it's just like, "Mm, we can't, we don't have enough uh, teraflops. We need, we need to get the new systems. So I think that's interesting. It's nice if you own them then it's great (laughs) yep if you're struggling i feel for you but if you got them it's nice to just give me the power give me that instant loading do you think this just hit me Mm -hmm. do you think floppy disks represent like one flop like a three and a half inch floppy disk is that one flop and Mm -hmm. a teraflop is like what is that millions or billions a floppy disk's worth of power? So when the um, the new consoles were coming out, actually when the, the mid-generation things were coming out and they started talking mm-hmm. about teraflops, I talked to a dude at work who likes video games and he remembers, he's older than me, like he's like in his 40s or whatever, um, and he remembers back in the day of PCs like that teraflops were like um, an idea or, you know, it's like, theoretically, this is what a teraflop would be. So I sure. guarantee when they had floppy disks, like, theoretically, if you had enough of these, you would get a teraflop. And now it's just, I'm, can I just buy a teraflop, please? So, <laughs> yes, they knew about teraflops when they made floppy disks. Can I get a double cheeseburger, a large fry, and a teraflop, please? Thank you. Just throw some chips at you, the computer chips. <laughs> it's great. But, yeah, if you can, if everyone gets their new nice systems and their their GPU cards and all that... Leave that old gen in the past. Don't want it. It's holding me back. Uh, all right. And this is a fun one. It's just a silly. And I was very happy when I saw it. Xbox mini fridge pre-orders announced. This is from Steve Petit at GameSpot. Uh, Microsoft has announced the Xbox mini fridge pre-orders uh, will be available starting October 19th. So the for this podcast, podcast goes up. Yep. today, uh, Xbox mini fridge will cost $100. Uh, in the US and Canada, the fridge will only be sold at Target. Um, and it will ship in December. Uh, this fridge is designed to mirror the Xbox Series X, has LED lights as well as a USB uh, USB port to charge devices, and it's, it holds about twelve cans of Mountain Dew. I mean, it's a mini fridge, like it's a mini fridge. It's basically a novelty mini fridge. Right. I believe Fallout had one of these as one of like their big additions of their game. It was like a Nuka Cola like mini fridge um, that held like a four cans or whatever it was. Um, Who was the Xbox's celebrity Air- that they sent this to? That not the mini, they sent like a full fledged. They Xbox sent a full size one to Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, that's who they it sent, was. They sent him a full size fucking six foot goddamn refrigerator <laughs> that looked like an Xbox Series X, which is great. Um, 
Xbox Aaron Greenberg noted on Twitter that the mini fridge isn't limited edition, um, but it is manu- manu- Microsoft is manufacturing as many as we can this holiday. The second batch of units will be available early next year. So it's not limited edition. They're going to make more, but they did say it's going to be like not super easy. They're not making like 10 million of them. Like, right. You know. Chip shortage, so, man. Yeah, you need chips for your... Do you, uh, how much you well, bet you Well, USB-A charging probably and the LED lights. Yeah. I bet your new refrigerators actually have fucking computing chips in them. I fucking guarantee oh, that they yes. do. Yes. I mean, well, new refrigerators yeah. now have like screens on them that scan everything in your thing and tell you, hey, you need eggs next time you're at the grocery store. Yeah. It's like, hey, you can have a PlayStation 5 or a refrigerator. And then Samsung <laughs> made the decision for you and just bought all the chips so you couldn't have PS5. <laughs> do Samsung make refrigerators? I guess refrigerators. I think so, yeah. I feel like Samsung does as well. But mini fridge, I pr- for a hundred bucks, man, I could see myself doing one because that's really not that expensive. Um, just for a silly novelty thing. I don't know. We'll see. If I walk into a Target at Christmas time and it's there, maybe I don't know about yeah. pre ordering one, but it's a fun, silly thing. They they lean into the joke. This is what happens, right? The internet became a thing and then memes yep. became a thing. And now people are like, well, we got to do the memes. Like, again, they're just like, they probably were like, hey, can somebody, a third party manufacturer, make us some refrigerators? Because whatever, we'll sell them. And then GTA is like, yeah, people liked when CJ said that thing, so we'll put it in the game. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like your memes could become dreams. Memes can become dreams. That's our that's our motto now. That's the Reswanian Fire motto. Mm-hmm. Great, awesome. Now I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? You're not going to buy a refrigerator, but will you follow me into the dark, spooky basement <laughs> into the unknown. where we have? Our segment from Adam, Adam's weekly segment. And we're going to be talking Adam's about... segment, segment. We need a, a jingle. Yeah, I'll come up with that uh, super quick. And this week, got on Twitter. I said, hey, fellow raffers, help me out here. We're going to do a spooky gaming interrogative. That's what we're doing for the weekly segment. We're going to talk about the spooky games. People, I asked, like, hey, what's a good spooky game? And we're going to talk about spooky games. So first... I'm going on Twitter right now. Duh, 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 duh. So this is a reply to my retweet. And this is old DFN Smitty. Uh, still, is he still uh, 3D printing that lightsaber stand? Or uh, He today has switched to wanting to smash his 3D printer in a million pieces. Oh, that's not good. Some <laughs> sort of driver thing and having to learn to code in the middle of the night. So yeah, he's not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough. But I, the tweet was, need some help. Oh, follow us on Twitter at Responding Fire. Uh, need some help for tonight's recording of the show. Tell us your favorite slash best horror games you've played. And we're going to talk about the best horror games that people can go play this spooky time of the year. Ooh. This is from uh, DFN Smitty. Resident Evil series. I'm a huge baby when it comes to scary games, uh, though. Chad told me Control wasn't scary and I was shitting my pants the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Control's unsettling for sure. There's definitely it like... Is. It's, I, it's not scary, though. No. But... But it is it's very unsettling and unnerving and and fantastic and everyone should play it. But, but yeah, the whole Resident Evil Smitty series, says Resident Evil. Yeah, how do you? Yeah. I don't. I, I think I've played like two, maybe three RE games. I actually really not super got big into those. Uh, I've played a couple of them though. How do you I've feel about all of the main series except for six and Code Veronica? And mm. um. Yeah, they're spooky games, especially 100%, and I think Matt mentioned this one in his reply to the question, too, 100% Resident Evil 7 Biohazard in VR is mm. absolutely fucking terrifying, and it's the scaredest I've ever been in my life, 
and I like shouting at the top of my lungs and freaking out and flinging myself all over my living room. Um, and I played the whole thing that way. It was like eight hours. I had to split it up into chunks because it was so scary. But that's that's yeah. the scariest video game I've ever played in my life, hands down. It's VR Resident oh. Evil. VR RE7, which, which I believe is really one wish. of the top. Oh, sorry, it makes me really wish that I had an Oculus Quest 2 without needing a Facebook account so that I could play the new Resident Evil 4 that just launched on that. Four, yeah, yeah, mm. cool. Uh, yeah, I know that um, apparently like on B- PSVR, that was RE7 was like the number one played game on PSVR, I think. It was up there. I know it was on the top of that list somewhere. I uh, just saw that report not long ago. So that's cool. I Yeah, I've only played, I played four. No, I played five. I played six. Did finish six. Played the hell out of five. Five and co-op was super fun. Five co-op um, was not dope. Super scary. Yeah, yeah, not super scary. And then I played Revelations or Revelations two, and that's all I've played of those games. So, hmm. oh, you should you should play two RE two remake. You should the play two that. remake. Maybe, but I don't like to be spooked. I don't like to be jump spooked. That's the worst. There are definitely some jump spooks. There are also definitely some like some like anticipation. Like you're scaring yourself kind of thing. Like I'm going to pee my pants, mm-hmm. but it's my own fault because my brain's making me scared. Not necessarily because the game is doing something scary in the moment. Yep. My game made me pee my pants. <laughs> or my brain, not my game. My, my brain. brain. Well, I guess technically every action you take is a result of your brain. So, In some kind of way. Yeah. Uh, this is from Eric Berg on Twitter. Good shout out to Berg. I like Berg a lot. He's a good guy. Uh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem on GameCube. The use of a sanity meter that broke the fourth wall made you think your TV's volume was changing. Maybe you think your memory card was being erased, etc. It was awesome. Yes. Oh, that's at the time, cool. Boy, I remember. Every have you never heard about Eternal Darkness? I've seen the cover of it a lot of places, but I have no idea what the game yeah. is. Yeah, Eternal Darkness was. Yeah, I don't remember what the game was about. It was a spooky game, but yeah, it would one hundred percent. So you remember, like, back in GameCube days, everyone had, your volume meter was, like, the green bar, like, the shitty, like, green. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And you, yeah, it, it was the green, like, the green LED overlay. On? Well, not LED, mm-hmm. CRT. But yeah, the green overlay across your screen. Yep. Yeah, it would do that. It would, the game fucked with you as a, as a player in, in the game. Yeah, like, your sanity meter would go down or whatever, and you'd be like, oh, well, your TV volume's off. And you're like, what? And you'd, like, mess with the TV, and you go out to mess with the TV, and then fucking something jump at you. Like, as you're walking to the real That's TV. It's like, gotcha. fucking awesome. Yeah. Maybe you think That's your memory card fantastic. was erased. Yeah. It did cool stuff. I don't... It was, a, like, a one-time, like, now that everyone knows about it on the internet, it's whatever. But at that time, you're like, what the fuck is... It? It's I, only it's on GameCube. Yeah. How people feel about Psycho Manus or whatever, that dude from Metal Gear... Yeah. It was a similar thing here. It was pretty cool. That's great. Uh, oh, that yeah, makes me want to get a really GameCube cool. now and figure out a way to put that on my TV. <laughs> that bar comes in, you're like, that's not what my volume looks like at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's no HomePod icon on that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so this is Matt from IR. No, RI. RI. IR is injured reserve. Uh, he is not on injured <laughs> reserve. <laughs> uh, Clock Tower 3 on PS2. Shat myself while playing. Also shat myself while playing uh, RE Biohazard. So this is what you were referencing. Seven, yeah. I don't know what Clock Tower, Tower 3, 3 is. Three. I'm going to look that up right now. Look it up and tell it me looks what it looks like. It looks like a scary like, little have... girl in a schoolgirl outfit with a bob haircut. Clock is she on Tower a swing? 3 from Capcom. Is she what? Is she on a swing? I think I it's a Silent Hill game cover. She, like oh, she's running down a hallway from something. Alyssa stumbles and she runs away from Sledgehammer in panic mode. 
Hmm. Throughout most of the game, Alyssa has a panic meter visible on screen. If she's scared by a subordinate, attacked by a spirit, or simply frightened, her meter will begin to rise. She'll enter panic mode, and then the screen starts flashing, and it becomes difficult to control. And she begins stumbling and falling over. Ooh. That seems really cool. For it being a third game in a series I've never heard about, that sounds pretty interesting. I like yeah. that. Matt from, uh, Matt from Injured Reserve. <laughs> That's your new name. I'm sorry. Uh, Jeffrey Walker uh, says, I don't usually play horror games because I'm a chicken, but I really enjoyed Until Dawn, even though I peed at my pants oh, a few yes. times. Everyone is soiling their underwear, I've noticed. You know what? Underwear is, is overrated. Soil them up. That's what uh, I like. Just like I hate the underwear on my body. I want to make it trash now yeah. so I can throw it away. Get rid of That's this. That's what they're doing. I don't yeah. need it. <laughs> Have you played Until Dawn? I love Until Dawn. I played it in Me with too. my two friends on the couch and we just passed the controller back and forth, which was like mm. part of it's scary because like, oh my gosh, I'm controlling this and going through and their jump scares and can I do the button prompt fast enough? And then part of it's scary because like I'm now trusting that in someone else's hands as I pass the controller to them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn it. I knew that she fucked up and got that girl killed, but I could have saved that person, but I'm doing it for friendship. So multiple levels of scary in there. Yeah. Uh, That cast is crazy. Um, And also I do love every scare in that game is a jump scare. There is no, it's just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, but I really, really enjoyed that game as well. Um, and then they've gone on to do all those anthology games, which I haven't played any of them, but some people seem to be big fans. So that'd be cool. Uh, Until Dawn Rush of Blood, the VR game. The also VR, like the roller coaster? Game. Yeah, it's a roller coaster game. Lots of screams on that one too. Very unsettling, scary mm-hmm. game. Liked it a lot. Cool, cool, cool. Can you look up what Snatcher is? Because DF Smitty also... Let me turn on safe search. Beast me. Yeah. Yeah, don't do Snatcher in your in your uh, incognito or whatever. Snatcher for the uh, Sega CD. Sega CD. What is it? Cyberpunk Adventure. It is so it has like these pixel art. Well, okay, so I'm looking at a couple of screenshots. So, oh my god, <laughs> that was not a good face. There. <laughs> sorry. So at first I was like, I was looking at a, like a, you know, it's a pixel art. Like it looks like a woman talking in, in a boardroom. It's like, you know, old school graphics and stuff like that. And there's, you have different choices you can do. You can choose the text option that says move, or you can look, or you can investigate, or you can ask her something. There's also an option that says use Metal Gear. Probably not Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's a graphic adventure game with visual novel elements. So I guess you're playing through this mm-hmm. scenario. But as you scroll down, there's a comparison of screenshots from the U.S. version and the Japanese version. And oh, there okay. is, holy shit, a gr- very graphic image of this dead woman on the floor. And in the U.S. version, she's dead. Her skull, like you can see most of the skull of her face. And it's all pixel art, so it's mm-hmm. kind of beautiful. <laughs> you can see her, the skull yeah. of her face. There's blood and like her, the rest of her skin is kind of like peeled back and she has this green wig on. And it's disgusting. She's like a big old gash and like her eyeballs over here. And you can say, look at remains, investigate remains, use Metal Gear. Use Metal Gear everywhere. And you look at the Japanese version and it's the same thing, but her titties are out. (laughs) (laughs) I know a version of the game I'd play. Yep. God, that's great. And I would use Metal Gear every time. (laughs) God, yeah. Yeah, If I played that as a kid, that would tear up. That's fucking horrifying looking. Go to the Wikipedia like playing, page, everyone. Like Scroll down rain. half a page until you see a titty. And then look at her face. Yeah. Snatch her if the If you video play game. that game, she comes for you. 
<laughs> Watch out. Uh, back for John Hansen, which we all know John. I believe John did was, was that for Psychonauts? Uh, yeah, he was on for Psychonauts recently and something else very recently too. I don't remember. He's a great guy. But yeah. Pixel Street Podcast. Uh, John says, Dead by Daylight is my favorite. Not much of a horror fan, but I always enjoy the competition. Also, not traditionally a horror game, but Bioshock has moments. So we can talk about both of these because, mm-hmm. yes. So, Dead by Daylight, very fun. If you got friends, just like have a good time just not winning. <laughs> I think I've yeah. won like a match of the eight I've played Yeah, uh, as the survivors. We played that for a few game uh, nights after it went free to play. Or not free to play, but free on PlayStation Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was pretty fun. Yeah, it's a. I remember I played it the other day, or you know, maybe like a month ago. My friends wanted to play, and we played against a dude who was Michael Myers. And he just apparently you stare at people from far away and you power up, but then you never power <laughs> down. So it's like, oh, he just fucking destroyed us because he was powered to level three, and we just couldn't think about it. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, but also, so Bioshock. People do this is the thing. People are like Bioshock's a horror game, and I played that game and had no idea it was a horror game. I 100% completely that game did not realize it was horror and then people were like remember this moment this moment this moment i'm like i guess you're right that was supposed to be scary but it didn't scare me as oh, an emotionally no, dead child <laughs> yeah there are parts of that game that are terrifying like even just there's the atmosphere in the beginning and like the the splicer as you're the bathosphere is coming up to the very first level and the splicer like clawing across the thing um and then the um like the first time that you the spider slicers that are like spider splicers that are crawling all over the ceilings and shit like that come out of nowhere and scare the shit out of you. Yeah, that game is scary. And the story too, like playing through it. I remember when we played through it for Barf, I was going back through and listening to all the audio logs and there's like the the actual background behind all of these villains and the fucked up shit that they would do to their victims. And it's like, holy shit, like the butcher. It, it's a horror game for sure. Mm-hmm. And also one of my favorite game franchises of all time. Oh, it's very good. I think the problem with me, which was, I don't know what was wrong with me as a, as a teenager. I don't know. But I played that game and it was like the decision. Like, again, I thought the little sisters look creepy or whatever. But it's like you harvest them or you do whatever. And I harvested every fucking little sister <laughs> in that game. I was literally at the point where I was like, I don't know what to do with all these extra points. So I don't think it scared me because I was the terror. <laughs> I am the one who knocks. Yeah, I was I was the one. I was just like, give me the shotgun. Let me shoot these dudes up. I will harvest every one of these children so I can become more powerful. Oh, my God. You um, horrible person. I think I ended up saving, like, the last, like, couple of them because I literally just had maxed that point. So, like, well, there's no reason to. And then it's fucked up when you get to that part in spoilers for a 10-year-old game. When you, like, go to, like, the orphanage or whatever. It's like, ooh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kill all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's definitely scary. Um Let's see. Dusty Hill. See, everyone's got Halloween names because it's Halloween time. So it's Spooky Hill is his, <laughs> is his name. Uh, Alien Isolation on Xbox One. When you had the Kinect mm. attached, it was very also, it was very spooky. So I believe this worked with either Kinect or if you had a headset with a microphone on it. But you'd play the game. Again, very spooky. The alien hunts you down. You got to hide from it. That kind of a thing. But I remember it's if you had some sort of microphone attached... And you made too much noise, yeah. the alien would find you. So, like, you'd hide in the locker, and it wouldn't, you, that's how you hide and stay safe. But if you're like, oh, shit, and you made too much noise, the game would be like, oh, they made noise on the microphone. Fucking get them. And they would fucking get you in your hiding spot because you made too much. But they didn't tell you that. 
It's just a thing that happens in the game, but they never tell you that it's a thing in the game. So it's like that's really fucking cool that you just that is like got awesome. yourself. I didn't realize really that. Mm-hmm. If you have a dog that just like the wrong moment just starts barking at something in the background, you're dead. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's one you of those games that shit. that is like on my. Maybe we'll put that up as a barf game. It's a game that I've always wanted to play, but I never had. I even bought it a long ass time ago and have never played it. Mm. I think I own it multiple places, but also I've not played it. Uh, and last, we have Andrew Hullabaloo. God, I love what a good word. Yeah. Uh, Dead Space. A Dead Space. Dead Space. Played it at oh, an yes. age I definitely wasn't supposed to, and was the first ever game I had to quit an hour or so in because I did not have the willpower to continue. Yeah, Dead Space was fucking terrifying. That uh-huh. game was like, it's just so like visceral and gory and jump scares and mm-hmm. uh but also just like dread it's just like you're just slowly walking around like yeah i'm gonna die at any moment uh yeah death space is a very good one i'm glad that remake's coming out god that remake is i totally forgot that was a thing until right now and i just got like so many goosebumps and my nipples are just pointy and it's great i can't wait very nice i'm gonna throw one more game in there um the first game the first the surge game they made a sequel Mm, that wasn't as scary but it's like you know sci-fi dark souls and a lot of those environments remind me a lot of dead space and there are so many like shadowy corners and bad guys popping out of nowhere and you have the horror of the environment and the bad guys but you also have the horror of the dark souls like risk reward stuff too you're like fuck i've got all of this i forget the scrap or whatever it is that i've saved up and shit like that and i don't want to lose it so there's all of that anticipation that goes along with it too yeah i've only ever played two i've never played one so yeah i guess one is a different tone because two isn't again it's it's worrisome like i don't want to lose my stuff but it's not literally like scary but yeah one is so that's interesting i kind of want to play one because i i like two a lot actually it's great i loved it yep and then for me one i would add would be condemned was really fun back in the day everyone remembers that one um, which was an Xbox 360 launch game, but I just remember the thing with the mannequins where you would like turn around and turn back, and they were always a little bit closer. It's like, eh, yeah, eh, fuck this game. <laughs> the only game that so, I've that I've like I was too scared to play it was Outlast, and I was mm. I the thing the thing that I don't like about horror game when you play a horror game and you have no way to defend yourself and you literally like your only option is run, run and hide. Yeah, like those are the things where I'm like nope, that's too scary for me. I can't do it. Or especially if like you can only see things if you like look through a camera. Like, oh god, that shit scares the shit out of me. So yeah, we played I played Outlast with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh and we like passed the controller back and forth. And after about thirty minutes of it, I passed the controller to him and was like, You can keep it. And he's like, I don't want it. I was like, We don't have to play this game anymore. <laughs> Uninstall. <laughs> yep. Awesome. All right, that's my segment, everybody. Spooky gaming interrogative by fans and friends. Ooh. I use the ghost from uh I was gonna say Harry Potter. That's incorrect. The ghost from Scooby Doo in that tweet because what a fun what a fun show. <laughs> Scooby Doo. I love Scooby Doo. Scooby Who? It's time for Game On Game Show. The Game On Our Gaming Show. We play a game called Game On. The Gaming Show on a Game Show. Game, 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 game. We have another spooky game to go along with your spooky interrogative. Because this this is the last episode people we hear before Halloween, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we have one more before Halloween. Next Saturday, or no, next Sunday is Halloween. So we'll be recording one live, but it won't drop until Halloween or second. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Uh, this game is called Good Movies, Bad Games, Papa John's. Mm. 
scary oh, edition. Yeah, there he is. Yep. I had to bring the Papa John's in there. Uh, it's a game that we have not played before, but it's one that I could see us doing in the future with other licensed things. But So that's why I labeled this one Scary Edition. Mm-hmm. So I have six games here that I will um, tell you a little bit about just as like a fun, like, can you guess what game this is? They are all games that are licensed, so they're based on um, horror movies or serial killers or thrillers or things like that from from all throughout time okay so we're gonna start uh, i will read the year the game came out the platform and then just a, a few little bullet points about the game just curious to see if you can get it just for fun i guess the game you guess the game not not necessarily like the title but even just like the property it's licensed from okay gotcha all right so this is a 2013 ios game it is also the first game ever made about this property Gameplay is similar to traditional endless runners like Temple Run. The camera is behind the character as they run through a doll factory, attempting to avoid environmental hazards like conveyor belts, forklifts, acid pools, barrels, and other obstacles. An important element of the game is to execute security guards patrolling the factory. Players can use various weapons to do so. A knife, which is the default weapon, a cleaver, a screwdriver, or a hammer. Can you guess what horror property this Endless Runner is based on? I have an idea. I just want to point out that that doll factory that has acid pools and conveyor belts. Interesting <laughs> mix of things in that uh, factory. Uh, I'm going to say Child's Play, a.k.a. Chucky. It is Chucky Slash and Dash on iOS. Okay, that sounded right. Yeah, when, the, when you went to the weapons, I was like, oh, yes, the knife, but also the screwdriver. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. That was one of those. The Chucky Child's Play movie is one that I watched way too young as a kid and mm-hmm. terrified the shit out of me. And then I also had, you remember Neopets? No, sorry, Nanopets. Yeah. Nanopets were like nano babies, which were basically Tamagotchis, but it was like pets. Oh, so yeah, so Tamagotchi. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, I had a dog one and it would like, let's play. And all, they would say shit. And my mom like almost threw mine in the trash because she came down in the middle of the night to get like water or snack or something like that. And my Neopet from the, or whatever fuck pet was like, let's play right after we had watched that movie. Scared the shit out of her. Going right in the dumpster. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chucky. Let's play. See, I only watched those movies as adults and I'm like, these are really fun. But I also oh, wasn't no. a child. Terrified so. the shit out of me. I was like maybe six or seven when I watched the first child's play. It's so scary. All right. Next one is from 1983 on the Atari 2600. After, I, after we figure out what this game is, I highly encourage you to look up screenshots from it because it's fantastic. Okay. The player takes on the role of the movie's villain and attempts to murder trespassers while avoiding obstacles such as fences, wheelchairs, and cow skulls. Each victim slain gives the player 1,000 points. The player receives additional fuel at every 5,000 points. A life is lost when the player's weapon runs out of gasoline. Gameplay ends when the last tank of gas is consumed. So, I have an idea. I don't know when the original movie came out, but I'm going to, I'm assuming, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, it is. When did that first movie come out? Before 1983. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Um, uh, what are these screenshots? Are they bad? Look it up. Oh my god! Right, I'm gonna look it up. It is <laughs> like the Leatherface is just like a purple blob 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw video game. Uh, what? I think Atari? it's the only game that's ever come out for it. Yeah, Atari. Oh boy, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah. It is fantastic. It just looks like a dude. Like you're just like a man with a, like it looks like a frying <laughs> pan, but it's the same color as your clothes. I don't understand. His <laughs> is bad. his his chainsaw looks like uh you know Walt Junior from Breaking Bad and his his assistive devices that he had to have for his cerebral palsy. That's mm-hmm. what his chainsaw looks like in this Atari game. It's 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 literally just like a long arm, and it's blue. <laughs> a long arm with some the, the chainsaw bumps on is it. blue. And it's yeah, awful. there's just a wheelchair in the middle of a big green square. It's just a big and a truck that is field. smaller than the wheelchair, <laughs> <laughs> and you just got to walk Atari, around man. and poke people with your blue long arm. No wonder they thought games were gonna die. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yep. Um. All right. Next up, also an Atari 2600 game, also came out in 1983. Mm -hmm. Although the game shared the movie's title and featured the film's theatrical poster as the cover art, the game itself never refers to any characters, including the killer, by their names. Players take on a role of a teenage babysitter who tries to save as many children from an unnamed knife-wielding killer as possible. When the babysitter is killed, her head disappears and is replaced by blood pulsating from the neck as she runs around exaggeratedly. In another effort to save money, most versions of this game did not even have a label on the cartridge. It was simply a piece of tape with the name written in marker. Oh my god, Jesus Christ in heaven. Uh, It's Halloween. It is Halloween, Uh, yep. And what a ridiculous thing that they're like, we can't afford it. So, just yep. put a piece of tape with the name on it. Jesus Christ. Also, look up Halloween screenshots because it is equally as good as, oh, as uh, this has been Texas fun. Chainsaw Massacre. Halloween Atari. Just four stripes of color that represent different parts of the house. And then you're just a babysitter running around saving kids while Michael oh, yeah, Myers there's and like, them all. You have, a yellow, you have an orange floor, you have green walls, and then black... I guess that's a door and a window. It's just the squares. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> all right. Next up. So that was uh that was the third one. You've gotten all three correct so far. This one's a little mm-hmm. more modern. 2006. Came out on PC, Xbox, and PS2. This game features open world gameplay with the player assuming control of a large animal and being able to roam freely, feeding on other animals and humans while destroying everything in its path. As the animal becomes hungry, its health will diminish, forcing players to eat constantly. Thirty years after the event of the first film, the island is growing, making corporate connections, and increased population around the island and industrial activity has also attracted Earth's most fearsome creature and the game's main character. You said 2006. 2006. Okay, so I have Takes two place guesses. 30 years after the events of the first film. I'm going to guess that this is Jaws. It is Jaws Unleashed. I yes. remember that awful game on the original. Yeah, I was like, this is either <laughs> Jaws or Godzilla. I'm like, Godzilla's not really horror, so I guess I'll go with Jaws first. Yeah, yeah I remember that Jaws. awful game. Looks Ooh. a lot better than uh, Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 100 times better. I think there's also a Jaws NES game or Super NES game. I don't know. I didn't see that one. I might be incorrect. Yes. Two more. This one's from 1990. Came out on the NES, and notably, this one was developed by Rare. 
who also made mm. Banjo-Kazooie and Sea of Thieves. It's a Castlevania-style side-scroller that is surprisingly respectful of, respectful of the source material. You play as one of four teenagers trying to collect the killer's bones and put an end to him once and for all. Your only way of avoiding death is by finding and collecting coffee. So, I know that there's a really bad NES game based on a horror franchise. And I don't know if it's made by Rare, but I'm just going to guess. Is this Friday the 13th? This is not Friday the 13th. Mm. Here's the biggest clue. The only way of avoiding death is by finding and collecting coffee. That doesn't tell me anything. Uh, no, I guess you use coffee to stay awake. So, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. I've never even heard of that game. Uh, look at the screenshots. It's actually, it looks a lot better than <laughs> the Atari versions. Than everything else Halloween. you're talking about. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. And you said NES? NES, yep. Came out in 1990. Nightmare in Elm Street. That's not correct. Google will find it. Uh, so let me see. Yeah, I, I don't remember this cover of this game at all. But interesting. They actually, yeah, you're right. It looks halfway decent. While I was looking up all of these things and looking at screenshots, I also was reminded of the Home Alone video game. Oh, yeah. That's actually NES. a horror game. Whoa. Whoa. What a rough game that was to play. All right. Uh, last game of our Game on Game show is from 2002 on PC, mm. PS2, and Xbox. It is a single-player, third-person shooter that features squad mechanics and you play as a special forces team that was sent to an outpost to determine what happened to the research team. The game includes a trust system that could be the difference between your teammates following you or suspecting that you're actually the killer. The NPC teammates could also turn into the killer at various points during the game. I know exactly what this is, and I'm not going to give you the answer yet, but I'm going to tell you the story. Right. I So back in that, that time, the early 2000s, I loved video game magazines. And I remember seeing ads and stories for this game, and I was so fucking excited to play this. And I've never actually played it, but I wanted it so. But I was like, "Oh, uh, the killer can be it. it's the thing." John Carpenter, it is the, the thing, thing. The video yep. game. I was so excited for this game as a kid. I never played it, but I, I wanted did to play it so bad. I I was in the same like I I'd, I'd seen it in magazines. I'd seen it. Uh, I, I guess yeah, I was all over the internet by that point. I was twelve. Probably downloaded the trailer off Kazaa or something. Um. But yeah, I played this game and I really, really liked it a lot for mm. a 12-year-old kid, I guess. But I, I, apparently, while I was reading through it, it was like, apparently it's really faithful to the source material. And okay. we were watching last year when quarantine happened, Matt and Holden and I watched The Thing all mm -hmm. together, like just synchronized it and hit play at the same time. And we all watched The Thing. And I was like, I don't think I've seen this movie before. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen this movie. But then at different points throughout, I was like... I kind of think I know what's going to happen next. I feel like I've seen this before. And then it turns out, oh, yeah, I played the game. I forgot to play the game. game of this movie. And it's super faithful. That's cool. I like to hear that yeah. it ended up being good because, yeah, there's a lot of games from my childhood that I wanted to and I just never touched. And I can't play it now because it's fucking 20 years later. But that's cool. Yep. That actually was a good game. I'm happy for what could have been. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for Game on Game Show. And that is it for episode 229 of Respawn Aim Fire. Again, you have some homework as uh, a, a listener to the show, as a lifelong friend. Your first piece of homework is to go play our barf game for the month. 
which you can tell how far into it I am because I had to ask Adam what it was during our intro video with the five seconds Same before here. we went live. So <laughs> it is Prince of Persia, the 2008 uh, version with Nolan North as the prince. Go and play that. Uh, we've talked about how it's available. You can get it on, it's backwards compatible on Xbox if you have the disc. Um, you can get it through PlayStation Now if you want to sign up for a free trial there or pay for $9.99 for a month of that streaming service to play it. Or if, like me, you have your PS3 waiting around right on the other side of the living room with it still downloaded on it, you can do that too. There you go. Play that. We're going to talk about it uh, towards the end of the month, maybe early November. Also go to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire. You can get all sorts of fun uh, perks there, like Adam just mentioned. We have two reviews coming at you within the next like week, week and a half. We've got the... Um, Far Cry 6 review, and we've got Metroid Dread review coming at you. You get it first on Patreon uh, before it comes to everyone else later on YouTube and podcast services. So go there, get dope wallpapers, vote on Barf Games, play with us on game nights, etc., etc. Membership's just a dollar. That's it! That's it for the week. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, here's your usual sign-off. Go watch the Batman trailer. By Matt Reeves. Stat. I'm Vengeance. I'm Batman.